Have you ever wondered if you're really speaking in tongues or if you're just faking it? Another way to say this is, are, do you ever wonder if you're really speaking in tongues by the Spirit of God or you're just making it all up? Those are important questions. And if you have them, so do your kids. So let's explore some answers together. What does it mean when something is fake? Well, the definition of fake is that it's not genuine. It's a counterfeit, a forgery, or a sham. Examples are things like fake designer clothing or faking a signature. Then, of course, there's fake news. <laughs> and you can be a fake at being a Christian, except that true Christians will eventually know by the Spirit that you aren't for real, so better watch it. By the way, during the program today, I'm going to be giving away one of my favorite teachings. It's called The Supernatural Power of Speaking in Tongues, and I'm giving it to anyone who wants it. Now, you just have to pay attention to see how I'm going to give it away. Now, what does the word fake imply? That someone is being dishonest on purpose. They're deliberately trying to deceive others. So the first thing I would ask you if you're wondering if your tongues are fake is are you deliberately trying to deceive yourself or others? My guess is you are not. I'm fairly certain the reason that you're wondering is because you genuinely want the real thing and you don't want to be deceived yourself. As a parent or someone who works with kids, I'll bet you're pretty savvy and you know when your kids are trying to fake something, right? We call that lying. So who is the deceiver anyway? Satan is. He's a liar and he's the father of lies. And the last thing the deceiver wants is for you to have a robust prayer life that includes the powerful element of speaking in tongues. So he's going to do everything he can to make you think that what's happening to you is not real. And he's going to lie to your children about this too. So you need to help them understand that what they have is genuine. The devil's tricks have been the same since the Garden of Eden when he asked, Did God really say that? He has always been trying to discredit God's word. That's one of his number one tactics. So now let me quickly jump in here and say that, I don't know if you realize this or not, but over 50% of born-again Bible-believing Christians believe that all speaking in tongues is fake. They don't believe any of it's real. They don't believe it's biblical. So we disagree with them because we know it's real by experience and through the Word of God. And many times people who wonder if their experience is real have been influenced by those who don't. So those doubts are always in the back of their minds. Everything I'm saying to you also includes those who are wondering if the experience is real at all. Here's another little add-on to this that some of them will eventually bring up, and that is, are your tongues devil tongues? Those would be fake tongues, wouldn't they? They'd be counterfeit tongues. So it's all a part of the same question. This is one of those crazy theories that some people come up with who do not believe that tongues are real. They've got to find some kind of excuse for it. They won't believe that God can legitimately give us the ability of speaking in tongues, but they sure do believe the devil can. Wow, what twisted thinking. 
So let's settle it once and for all. God's word says in Luke 11, if you ask the father for bread, he's not going to give you a snake. If you ask him for an egg, he's not going to give you a scorpion. Matthew adds that if you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In addition to this, the verse right before it says, Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Put on your analytic hat and interpret it this way. God the Father is the Father in this scenario. If you ask your father God for bread, is he going to give you a snake? That does not sound like the character of our God, does it? A snake would not be a good gift. Neither would a scorpion. He has told us to ask. And if we ask and believe, we will receive what we ask for. So now back to wondering if what you got was fake or devil tongues. Or are you just making the whole thing up? In the New Testament, whenever you read about snakes, what do they represent? Demons. What about scorpions? Demons. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Right here, he's identifying snakes and scorpions as demons, our enemy. So put that in the other scripture and read it like this. If you ask the father for bread, he's not going to give you a demon. If you ask him for an egg, he's not going to give you a demon or allow demons to speak through you. He's not going to give you something fake. And if you are a born again lover of Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you and you're living your life every day to the best of your ability to be pleasing to God, he is not going to allow the devil to jump inside you and start speaking devil tongues through you. Nor is he going to give you fake tongues of any other kind. If you're a devout follower of Jesus and his word, he's not going to give you something that's fake. And for those who are wondering if their experience is real, my question is, are you deliberately trying to make this up? Are you trying to please those around you so you're pretending? If you are, then stop it. You don't have to pretend. But my guess is that you just want to be sure it's real and that it's valid and that's healthy. So be assured the Father knows how to give good gifts to His children. And if you've asked, you have received. Now let me tell you a true story. There was a lady in a church who wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. So she responded to an altar call and went forward and knelt to pray. A couple other ladies went down to pray with her. Unfortunately, the first lady was only able to speak a few syllables in tongues, and she just kept repeating them over and over again. This went on for about an hour, and finally the dear saints, praying with her, threw their hands up and declared she didn't get anything, and they got up to leave. But there was an elderly lady sitting on the front row watching everything that was going on. She had been a missionary for many years, and when the ladies got up to leave, she interrupted them and she said, no, she got it all right. The lady stopped and said, what do you mean? The missionary said, this lady's speaking in, and she named the language from one of the nations that she had ministered in. Would you like to know what she's saying? The other lady said, well, yeah. 
The missionary laughed and she says, she's saying, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. So you never know. Believe and don't doubt. Now it's completely understandable to question such an unusual experience. It's one of the strangest phenomenon that you'll ever have. And James tells us the tongue is a powerful thing. So let's remind ourselves that when we speak in tongues, it's the Holy Spirit who's speaking through us. Why does the Holy Spirit speak through us? Why can't we do our own talking? Because we are too influenced by our circumstances and what's going on in the world around us. And there are just some things going on in the spirit realm that are none of our business. And God can only come into agreement with what is in his word. So when the Holy Spirit speaks through us, he's speaking the perfect will of God. Again, why him and not us? The Bible tells us he speaks mysteries through us. We don't know what we're praying about most of the time when we're speaking in tongues. I heard another true story once about a family who was on a road trip and suddenly their little boy in the back seat got very agitated and concerned and started shouting, we need to pray for the people in the boat. And he kept repeating it over and over. He just wouldn't give up. So they stopped and they prayed what they knew in English about the people in the boat. And then the whole family began praying in tongues until the urgency in their spirits lifted. Long story short, years later, a missionary from the Amazon in Brazil came to speak at their church. He began to tell of all the wonderful times that God had protected them and helped them. He told how he and his family one time were in a boat going down the Amazon River when suddenly they were attacked by a swarm of killer bees. They were helpless to defend themselves and began crying out to God for help. He said, just as suddenly as they came, the bees turned and disappeared. After the service, the parents of the little boy began asking questions about when exactly did this take place? They both put their uh, memories together, their experiences together, and they concluded that the family began praying at the very same time the bees were attacking. They didn't have any idea what they were praying for, but God did, and the missionary was saved. One more thing, this might challenge your thinking a little bit, and I do a lot of teaching on this that I don't have time to go into right now, but in a nutshell, God gave mankind the authority on this earth. You know about that in the book of Genesis. He's kind of like the landlord who's rented us his property, so to speak. And he does not have the authority to supersede our authority and just come down here on earth and start declaring things. He'd be out of line if he did that. That's why he speaks through his prophets, his followers, and he uses us to speak out his will through the power of the Holy Spirit because we are the ones with the authority here on earth. I hope that makes sense to you. It's actually very easy to understand, and I do a much larger teaching with children all on time. You can find those lessons in my curriculum, Our Amazing God and God's Supernatural Kingdom. My encouragement to you about speaking in tongues is just to keep on trying and get your mind off whether or not it's real and begin enjoying it and using it as often as possible. You will begin to feel faith rise on the inside of you. And over time, you're going to see with your own eyes answers to prayers and miracles taking place. And you will know in your spirit that it all had to do with the time you spent praying in tongues. Don't let the devil or people lie to you and put doubts in your mind. 
Don't you put doubts in your mind. If you only have a few words right now, just keep trying. Someone wrote to me just the other day on Facebook and said that for the first six months after being filled, all she got was a few words in tongues, but she kept going. And all of a sudden, one day, the dam broke and she broke out in a flood of supernatural tongues. Praise God. So don't give up. So I said I was going to give away a copy of my video teaching on the supernatural power of tongues. And if you've been watching closely, you know I've already done it. I just didn't want you to jump ahead to the end of the video just to see how you were supposed to do it. So I guess I was kind of tricky this time. I wanted you to watch the whole video. So if you missed it, you're just going to have to go back and find where I gave you the link to download the video. Anybody who wants it can have it. And don't forget that that is a part of my School of Supernatural Children's Ministry, which is a full 45-hour course for children's ministers and uh, parents uh, if they want to raise a supernatural generation. So till next time, thanks for watching. If you like these teachings, please give me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel and share this and my other videos with your friends. To see a video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash kidsinministry. To take advantage of any offers mentioned, please email us at kidsinministry at yahoo.com and mention the number and the name of this podcast.